Welcome. You're listening to Advocacy Conversations with A&J. I'm Alicia. I guide amazing souls to a life where they flourish through soul messages, energy shifts, and spiritual tools. I'm Jess, a 40-year-old queer fat activist with a passion for reading, dance, and making people laugh. Each week, we enjoy open and honest conversations with each other and occasional guests that will inspire our listeners to advocate for themselves, try something new, or get answers to burning questions. A couple of disclaimers before we start the episode. The thoughts and opinions shared on this podcast are that of the individuals participating in the conversations. The views shared are not substitute for professional, medical, or legal advice. Now let's jump into the conversation. Hello, everyone. Hey, we're back. Episode 44, season two. Yeah. I will have nothing but fun things to say like that every time we start. Wow. <laughs> here Can all you night, tell folks. Which one of us is the Leo? Well, today we wanted to talk about or have a conversation about when enough is enough, girlfriend. Mm. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, I think when enough is enough is a conversation about boundaries. It is. Like, which I'm horrible at setting. <laughs> well, honestly, I, I'm I'm not very good at it either. Although COVID has helped, <laughs> I feel like there was a moment during COVID where I was understanding my boundaries a lot. Like mm-hmm. when I knew what I was going to accept and what I was no longer going to accept, and what I needed to change mm-hmm. because I didn't accept it anymore, and yeah. what just needed to go. So this is going to be a great yeah. topic. Like person, yeah. places, and things that aren't serving us, habits that aren't serving us anymore. Uh, TikTok should be one of them. Yeah. Because I am too deep into that half the time. So um, I would say I need a, a tick intervention <laughs> to get it away from me. Enough is enough. <laughs> oh, I mean, if I don't get my oh, news from man. TikTok, well, well, I get them. Where will I get it? Well, did you I know mean, that TikTok is... That's how I found out the red wave did not happen. <laughs> the red trickle, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine what would have happened if we didn't have gerrymandering in half the states? Oh, I said it. Oh, I said it. I did it. I went right there. Could you yeah. imagine? Could you imagine? Honestly, I feel like we should do an, We should find somebody who's an expert on that and have a conversation with them because I it confuses me. You know who and we I can have that's on? That's the point. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I was, this is a side note. This is not enough is enough, but Shannon, my um, old bosses and also my, one of my best friends, Mm -hmm. her husband, David is like a super, like he was, he's probably like uh, a more progressive um, Democrat um, or democratic socialist, if you will, um, who is incredible and has so much knowledge on that kind of stuff. He would be a great resource to have on the show for sure. You set that up. I will. I will put he that can in be my our political list. correspondent. Oh yeah, he's also running for alderman. <gasps> Ooh, What's for that? city council. Oh. So it's like city council. They call them aldermen okay. and alderwomen. Uh, but we'll we'll have him talk about it. 
when he comes yeah. on, I'll be like, listen, you're our new Politico uh, correspondent. Um, but okay, so let's, let's, that's my reverse <laughs> noise as I steer us back into enough is enough. Tell me uh, one thing that you got rid of during the pandemic that was an enough, enough moment for you? Like, was it a person, place, thing, habit, something that you've cut out that you were like, boom, and it was hard and it was easy and you've never looked back? Uh, the first thing that came to mind was my job at Starbucks. <laughs> enough. I had enough. I wasn't being paid enough. It was so stressful. People were yelling at me all the time because I was making them wear masks. And I quit without a job lined up. And I think mm-hmm. that was like... The most visible, hard no, I'm done. Uh-huh. Absolutely not. Good, like that good for is you. Like the first one that I can think of. I love that. I love that. And because, also like, I feel because like- of COVID, I also stopped lifting weights, which I do miss. But I have learned since that the reason I was lifting weights wasn't for the right reasons. And so I want to go back to it for the right reasons. For the right reasons. Yeah. I like that. Because one of my enough enough, you know, you know me, I was, and I still love it and I miss it, but with everything that I have going on in my body, Orange Theory was not the right mm. workout yeah. for my body. Yeah. Um, I was the strongest and and agile and 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 like had great endurance when I was doing it, but it was also not what was right for my hormone levels and things like yeah. that. Um And I left, I have had a hard line with that during the pandemic that I don't need to wake up at four o'clock to go and work out like uh, joyful movement after I've, you know, like learned that I've, cause for me, the hard thing is, is like, is that thought of I, I failed if I didn't do it at the same time in the same manner. So much like with your lifting weights, like what was I doing it for? Was I doing it for joy or was I doing it because I had some preconceived notions? So that was an enough is enough moment for me. And I was spending like $190 a month. Yeah, that's so expensive. Like it's so much money. I mean, it's great because I'm – and the thing is, is I wouldn't do it here because like the people – was why I loved it. Like my friends that I made and my coaches were amazing. Yeah. And when I moved down here and I went to the Orange Theories down here, I just didn't like the people. So there was like no pull. And then obviously the pandemic happened and my surgeries happened and everything went tits up after that. So yeah. <laughs> um, well, how I think have that, you had an you enough? Know, the is pandemic enough? was good. We're doing that fun thing where we're talking over each other again. Over each other. Yeah. Um, we're right back. I think it. the pandemic, <laughs> the pandemic did a good job of forcing the disconnect of some things. You know. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you know, for me, it was it definitely forced the disconnect of toxic um, men in my life okay. because. I learned that some of them didn't feel the same way of me that I did about vaccines or masks. And I, it was a deal breaker for me a hundred percent, especially because of my mom's health. So like, nope, I'm not even going to humor a date with somebody who's not vaccinated right now because I don't know what's going on with my mom, you know? And so I did a good job of doing that. And 
you know, depression does a good job of disconnecting you too, because you just don't have the capacity to care. I mean, and that's, that's the other thing too. Like if you learn how to cut those people out, like me, I love that when I like go into a situation where I'm like, cause I still mask a lot to be perfectly honest. And I walk into a situation when there's not people and I'm like, we don't know these people. Why don't you have a mask on? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so, yeah. um, that's been, that's, that's, that's a, that's a good enough is enough. Enough is enough uh, thing for me. I have a really hard time when it comes to people. Like there are people that I should have like enough is enough moments with. Um, and I don't. So I need I, to work on that. Well, I think, you know, one thing that I've done and it has not been perfect by any means is I've, decided my way of doing enough is enough is what they will put in is all I will put in. And it's not out of spite. It's out of energy. I don't have the energy to give more than I'm receiving right now. Cause I have a lot of pain that I'm dealing with. And so if you reach out, here's a perfect example So I was best friends with this girl in high school. We are friendly with each other, but I would definitely call us an acquaintance now. She, bless her sweetheart, came to my mother's memorial service. And um, the joke that we had kind of was the reason, my mom is the reason that she got married because she lived in Wisconsin. He lived in Oakdale, which is right by where I lived. And they would never have been able to date as easily as they did if it weren't for my mom letting her sleep over at my house from Friday to Sunday. And so that became the joke. And I, you know, when we were planning the funeral, I told the minister that. And the minister is the sister-in-law. So we had a little laugh. But it was, I said it because I needed, I was crying so much at that meeting. I needed some levity, you know? And so, um, I saw her, I saw this lady before the service and I was like, Hey, I don't know if this got back to you, but I just want you to know, I said it. I don't want you to take it personally because I really don't think that my mom is why you got married, but that's just the joke that I told totally and not callous, whatever. And she was just like, we laughed about it, whatever. Well, the sister who spoke at the service did end up adding that little, fun note you know and she was like um this friend came up to me afterwards and was like I'm really upset that she mentioned me and I was like why and she was like well because I know that's why we're not friends anymore and first off this is also a conversation of people not understanding the dynamic change that happens that had nothing to do with it the fact that I did you know there was a point where I felt a little used because she wanted to come over every Friday through Sunday. And I knew it was so she could see him and not for us, you know, but the big part about it and the reason why I thought we weren't friends anymore is because after she got married, all she cared about was marriage. All she cared about was being with other couples and being with other married couples. So it became like, I felt like she didn't have time for me, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And so she was like crying and she's like, I just, you were my best friend. And, and now look where we are. And I said, look where we are. You've got six beautiful boys. You're happily married. And you know, like I'm living life. Like I'm good. Like it's fine. You know? And, uh, and she goes, well, I just have really missed you over the years. And this has been like 20 some years. And I was like, so ask me for my phone number. And Ask right. me to meet you for coffee sometime. And she didn't. She yeah. didn't. And then I said it one last time. I said, get your phone out and I will give you my phone. And if you want, I I will, of course, meet you for a drink or, you know, a meal or whatever. We yep. can catch up. And so I gave her my number. And if she ever messages me and the timing works, then I will show up. Right. But she still also hasn't reached out. So I think that that's how I'm handling enough is enough too at times because I will show up yep. when the time is right for me in the capacity I can, but I'm not chasing. If that right. makes sense. It makes total sense because I think that's the, like there is, and again, this is a bandwidth thing, right? Like we, Make time for the things that are important. So it is okay to say as enough is enough because when you are pouring into an empty cup or a cup that's like a sieve that has all these holes in it, be it friendships, a career, um, a hobby that you're doing, if it's not filling, like we have to learn to like stop filling the cup with the holes, right? Like, and yeah. like you said, you you were proactive. You gave your phone number. She hasn't called. Like she was the one that was really upset and wanting to see you. Um, that's a good enough is enough moment. Like, you know, um, I wish I could do that again. Like I said, like people is hard, especially like when it's like, like things at work, like I'm going to, I'm going to tell a little tea at work. <laughs> Right now, like I have like an enough and is enough moment that I wish I could have is like there are moments in my work, um, not my team. So any of my team that is listening to this, this is not at you with team members outside of our immediate team that they are not being held accountable. And so when I am held accountable for things, I expect that I need to be called in sometimes for things. I need to take uh, criticism a little bit better. These are all things that I know that I need to work on, but I have a hard time accepting, absorbing, and reflecting on corrections, feedback, calling in when other people are not. And like, I had an enough is enough moment where like, I am going through these meetings and sitting through meetings and they're not delivering this, these other teams. And I finally had to say to my my boss, like, I'm I'm going to take it back. Like, they're not doing anything. And I'm mad at myself for that because not only have I lessened their workload, yeah. I, I am not getting more money for doing the work that they were hired to do. So that's frustrating. So in, in I kind of had an that is a semi enough is enough moment because truly mm-hmm. what I should have said is they're not doing this work. I want to hire someone in place of them. Like, yeah. If they were hired to do this and they're not doing this anymore, then I should be able to hire. Like, that's what I need to be successful. But I think it is harder for me because I have, I am a Leo Sun, Scorpio Moon, uh, 
uh, Pisces moon and Scorpio rising. So like my moon sign is all emotions and water. Like I am just one big pile of it's okay. And everybody deserves a chance. And the educator in me is like, everybody just needs to learn and we just need to collaborate more. And so I wish I could have more enough is enough moments in my work to propel myself forward. Um, and maybe learn to balance like, like, uh, understanding with hard boundary drop, if that makes sense. Well, is there a way that you can turn, they're not delivering to this. Here's my expectation. I will work on it with them for two months. And if they don't, after that time period, then we hire new. You know, is there well, that's like, kind of what happened. So you have an end date? Okay. So it's not just you taking care of everything. You are kind of in a way. Well, we started. Them. We started. We basically, I mean, this is a, another conversation we can have another day too, but like we, I had already had this conversation in August. And so come oh. October, we're like full circle. And I was like, I don't know that I can continue on because we had said three months and that would have put us now in November. So, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Um, right. And um, it is definitely one of those things where I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like, again, I don't know. I don't. And it's not my team to hire or fire, right? Like, this is a co-team. Yeah. So, you know, but at the same time, like, full disclosure, like, it is hard when you – it is hard to be the person who has to set expectations and when they're not met, follow through with the action plan when those expectations aren't met, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. The follow through is hard when it comes to boundary dropping. Uh, what about a personal, uh, you kind of talked about it when you said about lifting weights. What's something like personal, um, be it like a habit or something that was like an uh, enough is enough that you've learned maybe in the last two or three years. Pandemic time is is three years at this point. So, oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Um, I what I can't think of. I can't hear you. Oh, you were thinking. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Um, I can't think of, hold on, I'm trying to, more than my forehead is in the camera for us. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. I know I've had lots of them. I think a lot of mine over this pandemic has been relationship-based. Um, certain people in my family I no longer have time for. Um, are you okay? I'm okay. Hello? Oh, okay. Just we're glitching. I, I, like, I don't. Um, but I think a lot of mine are all relationship based, which I guess is personal. But like family who didn't show up, our relationship is forever changed. Um, yep. particularly towards mm-hmm. the end of my mom's life. Um, and you know, also, I I saw the clear line of co-workers that I thought were friends that I no longer work with that clearly we were friends just for the period of working together. Um, so I saw, I think a lot of that was all that personal stuff. I think that, um, 
I saw, and actually this podcast season one is part that helped me see, like, I was checking in on people. How are you doing with the shutdown? How, like, what's going on? Yeah. And I love, I love that about me that I checked in on people so much, but then nobody was also checking in on me or they stopped responding and no hate or anything to those people. But now I'm done. You know, it's kind of like after a breakup. And that's one area I want to talk about too, is like, how do we create the enough enough at the end of a love relationship? Um, Because I think everybody is a little different. I've always been a little bit better about being like, okay, we're done. Like, we're done. I'm deleting mm-hmm. you from my phone. Um, I actually don't delete them from my phone because I don't have a problem with drunk texting or dialing. And I just... Um, but there have been a couple people where I have blocked them because of harassing issues or anything like that. But I know a lot of people have that hard, hard way of, like, disconnecting. And I get it because when you think you're falling in love with someone or somebody's falling in love with you, it's so hard to not create the life that you've been visualizing. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? Well, off of that, it's interesting because I've always had a hard time when, especially when you get into a new relationship, like if new relationships is kind of a spinoff, but like, like, and you're like, do you still talk to your exes? And they're like, yeah, I'm friends with all of them. Like, bitch, you slept with them. Like, you've crossed the boundary of all boundaries, <laughs> right? Like, so that's really hard. Um, but I I definitely was one who had a hard time with that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I spent a lot of time by myself right before I met Lisa. I remember it was like a year and a half that I was like mm-hmm. on a solo journey of healing after a pretty traumatic abrupt breakup that was not mutual that kind of came on very quickly but it also followed a relationship which was kind of how you and I met which was incredibly uh controlling and narcissistic it felt very much carry and big like every time I had moved on to something else that person would come in because they had realized that they had lost me um or were completely losing me and then would wheel reel me back in so I do think that like the hard boundary, like, and deleting them from social media and deleting them from phones is super helpful because there is a part of us. I mean, listeners, I'm sure some of you have done this where you like have maybe deleted them from your socials, but then searched them Mm -hmm. because there is a weird thing in our head. And that's a boundary. That's like a, let's have the hard enough is enough. Like cut it so that you can heal and move on. And in today's world, especially because so much dating is happening initially through apps, it is really hard to cut that. And also you can delete the number from your phone, but now phones are so smart that they'll remember that that was a contact and assign them, especially if it's their same number. Mm -hmm. Like if I deleted you today and then you text me, it would probably say like, maybe Lisa Larson. Like, you know, like, because they're just so smart. So, um, especially if you've had, if, if, if you've had them on other apps that tied them to their phone number Mm, or email in some way. So, uh, I feel that that's, that's a huge growth, especially when you realize that that person is no longer serving in your story. Um, for sure. So maybe that is, I'm better at that, uh, from the lived life lesson that I had many moons ago with this person. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a hard one 
For me, I think one of the things that I am getting better at right now is I'm moving into an enough is enough moment of the hate I have for the bod- my body. Like I'm not doing like the body positivity. I'm doing like accepting my body where it is each day, uh, which yeah. is really hard for someone with an inflammatory disease as such as myself with PCOS, endometriosis, hypothyroidism, all of those things. My body fluctuates so much on a cyclical level, on a what I've consumed in a day level, how much sleep I've gotten, how much movement, how much time I've been standing. Um, but I've been really trying to have an enough is enough of like this weird like hate that I have to my body. So that's like a big boundary, like that I want to stop the hate. Um, yeah. And that has come through my surgeries and the pandemic and seeing more people like myself in social media which is still a detriment because like, I think that's why I don't say it's body positivity, it's body acceptance. Like accepting all of this is hard, but like having that hard cut off mm-hmm. of being like, stop being mean to yourself. Like even today, we had a photo shoot today, right? And every picture I was like, it, didn't, like, it doesn't look as good as like the headshot I've been using for the last 10 years. And I'm like, but I'm 10 years older. Yeah. Like – I'm 10 years older. I'm I I survived a near death experience. Like yeah. I've you know there's all these different things and that's been really hard. So that's like a moment where I like the boundary starts to lift a little bit I think and those all those sneaky weird things sneak under and I have to work harder on nope it's enough is enough. Like I'm beautiful and I accept myself in this moment how I am right now. And it doesn't matter because even what I see is not what you see. And it's not what Lisa sees like Absolutely. when you look at me or image of me. So well, and that that's a hard is like, That's a, like a daily thing and depending on the time of day. Like that – I don't yeah. think that that's something that you can even 100% be enough and is enough in a healthy way. Because I think that's where a lot of eat, eating disorders and body dysmorphia and all of that comes from is – is all of that. And I think that's a real thing that too, a lot of us struggle with. I know that I've gained a lot of weight and, but, um, and I guess maybe this isn't enough, enough moment, but I discovered I love baking and cooking in a way that I never allowed myself to do it before. So like I'm baking bread every other day, if not every day. And I was bringing, when I had my other job, I was bringing treats into my coworkers for them to have. And I loved that. And I love like trying new recipes and all of that. And it, it has definitely helped create the body that I'm in right now. So which, which gives, because the mental health greatness that I get from turning a dough into like bagels is like so much better than like me going to the gym Mm -hmm. for two hours doing cardio lifting weights feeling sweaty and gross and like coming home and there is a time and a place for exercise and all that but I think um that it's hard for all of us and I think thank you for sharing that because I didn't even think of that probably because I was in denial of that (laughs) Yep. Well, I mean, and that's the other thing too, though, like that stems from like, this will be another conversation probably when we have Kristen back on, but like forced weight loss is not maintainable. So like when people are like, it's so easy to put the weight back on, what we realize is like, we might have gained X amount of weight. We're not going to use pounds because that's triggering for people. 
Um, but if you put on weight and then you find yourself at a plateau, and this is also when you're at the point when you're actively trying to forcefully lose weight, when people hit a plateau, that's like your body saying enough is enough, right? Like, you know, and so like for us to like have these weird obsessions and not be able to say, like our body is telling us enough is enough. And then your body is like going to a reset point, if you will. Um, like it, it does what it needs to. We're born with knowing how to cry when we're hungry and sleep when we're full. And we get so far from those natural cues. That's all about intuitive eating. If you don't know the the 10 principles of intuitive eating, you can look back at some previous podcasts. Uh, the number one, I can't remember which one that is, but when we had Kristen Saucier on for the first time, uh, who's the head nutritionist at Monadnock Nutrition Services out of New Hampshire and Vermont, um, she, has, she goes through every single principle of intuitive eating. But we're born knowing what to do. And like, um, so you be finding joy and, and purpose and excitement in baking bread and your body change, that's natural. Um, but knowing and knowing when to say enough is enough and I'm not going to spend my day slaving away at the gym. I'm not going to get me, Jessica is not going to get up at four o'clock in the morning anymore. Like my world has changed knowing that I don't wake up until 7am. Like, well, right now, because in the summer I wake up at six because we got to be at the school at eight o'clock. But like right now I can get up at seven. I can go for a walk with my new dog. I got a puppy. I forgot to tell you that in episode 42. Her name is Juniper. She's a gremlin. Uh, You can see her on my socials. Um, But yeah, like that's a hard thing. And that's, that's going to be another topic when we have, we're going to have Kristen on probably like for a four part series. She's just so amazing, which I think rumor has it because I saw her getting a fancy mic like what we have. I think she might be starting a podcast, which we will definitely link all our listeners to um, because she is definitely one of the reasons I am still here today. Um, from all the help that she's had. But uh, enough is enough moments is hard when it comes to our own bodies and uh, things that we find. Um, and I feel like it's also coming with our age though, friend. Like you and I are now in our 40s and I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, like you had hit those markers. Like 30s, you kind of like stopped caring what other people thought and you were like, yeah, I'm doing me. And I feel like for me, because I just turned 40 this year, like I was hoping that the switch would be I would stop caring what I thought. And being my own worst holder backer. Does that make sense? Like as I push towards 50, which is technically quote unquote our halfway mark, right? And if we all expect to live 100 years, like I wonder if I'm going to stop caring what I think and holding myself back. And maybe these enough is enough boundaries, be it work, people, places, things that aren't serving us anymore. um, That will help with that as I kind of edge through my 40s, if you will. And hit perimenopause. <laughs> That's going to be an episode. <laughs> oh, symptoms are no symptoms. It's coming for us. Um, oh well, this has been a great conversation. We've we've kind of got a little personal on a couple different things. Uh, I want to encourage our re- listeners to share with us, maybe on our socials or write in, um, tell us or share with us in a moment that you just had that is enough is enough. It's a it's a slam the boundary down, keep it down, you know, put some cement on it. Is it a people place thing habit? Any of those things. What about you? Yeah. I think that for us, let's just show kindness to what is enough and enough and accept each other's enoughness. So 
And also, Ooh. let's all remember, we're somebody's bad person. Like, everyone, regardless of who you are, is somebody's bad person. And if somebody needs to end it, then we need, it's just move on. And it's good for both of you then, you know? And I think that was a big thing for me is seeing, like, okay, well, maybe I'm not, like, the gold angel that I thought I was, you know? And so, um, but I'm interested in hearing everybody else's because now that we've gone to our time limit, I am now coming up with more. So maybe there'll be another episode down the road and we can talk to you about yours. Um, So please uh, reach out and share your stories with us. We want to hear them. Until next time. But until next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week. We are so thankful to our listeners for taking time out of their day to listen to our podcast. You are all so appreciated. Our podcast is self-produced and edited. With your support and help, we would love to reach more people. So don't forget to review our podcast on any of the streaming services you're listening to us on. Apple Podcasts, Podcruncher, Spotify, etc. And share with your friends. We invite you to share the conversation with us. You can email us at conversationswithanj at gmail.com. Find us on socials at conversationswithanj on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, every good conversation comes from good listening. Bye!